0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Nathan in here with you, and it is Summit League tournament time. Uh, it's that time of the year. It's great. March Madness is here, and uh, hopefully the madness once again reigns supreme for the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits on both the men and the women's side. Here, uh, we haven't we haven't had one of these in in quite a while, but uh, I mean it's tournament time, so we need to do it and. Uh, I mean, let's let's just start looking at how things are going to appear here. Uh, both the men and the women are the top seeds this year, so that is um, great news, uh, especially for the men. Last week, they had uh, a chance of being the two seed, if oral, if uh, if Omaha won both games. And that didn't happen. It was, uh, you know, for, Omaha lost to Oral Roberts, I believe, Thursday night. And that, all that meant was that SCSU just had to beat Western Illinois on Saturday. And they did that. And it uh, was senior day. So Mike Dom, Skylar Flatten, Tevin King, uh, their careers at Frost Arena, unless, you know, NIT birth or something, it, they're done. And uh, quite the emotional day, uh, especially for Mike Dom. There's no one who is probably more beloved as a basketball player that's ever put on a Jackrabbit uniform than Mike Dom, and he's fully embraced it. Uh, just the, the accolade, but just the admiration from, from the fans. It's truly something to behold. He, he loves it. He soaks it all in. By all appearances, uh, and he just seems like a very great dude. And uh, hopefully, he has success at the next level. I do expect him to be playing at the next level uh, at the NBA. Uh, he's going to do it. But uh, certainly, I mean, we, we didn't think we would see a Nate Walters, the, the next Nate Walters after Nate Walters left. without thought, I mean, he's a once in a generation type jackrabbit. And here's Mike Dom. Just showing us what he all can do. Uh, Top 10 um, all-time scorer in NCAA history, which is absolutely phenomenal. But anyway, Jackrabbits beat Western Illinois. And now it sets up a rematch with Western Illinois on the men's side. The 1-8 matchup will be South Dakota State against Western Illinois at 6 o'clock on Saturday and of course Summit League tournament time so there's gonna be some wacky weather we've had years past where it's been like 60 degrees like wow 60 degrees from March 3rd that's a little rare in these parts and other times you get snowstorms the very first year I remember there was the snowstorm on the Tuesday of I was helping ESPN that day with the telecast getting everything set up and sure enough Uh, That's also when I made an appearance on SportsCenter, by the way, which you can see on YouTube. But uh, if you search uh, North Dakota State Bison versus, I think, would they play Oakland that year? I won't say it was Oakland, but either way. Uh, And then last year, the snowstorm on, what was it, Monday, that shut down the interstate. And, of course, the winds then after the game, I remember driving back Tuesday night uh in fifty mile an hour winds out of the northwest traveling back up I-29 north to Fargo and that sucked. That really did suck. So it wouldn't be a Summit League tournament without uh out some nasty weather and that is by all appearances what we are going to get on Saturday. Uh snow down in Sioux Falls maybe mixed with a little rain, little uh wintry precipitation uh, five to eight inches is what they're saying now during the day. One to three at night. Uh, who the hell knows at this point? It just keeps fluctuating. So uh, definitely stay tuned and you know, look at uh, KELOLAND or KSFY or um, uh, KDLT. Uh, otherwise, weather.com, AccuWeather, all these weather. See who's going to give us the best forecast for down in Sioux Falls. And hopefully the fans can make it out. Especially Jackrabbit fans making the 50-mile trek Down I-29 from Brookings. So SDSU will play Western Illinois in the 1-8 matchup. They played last year. Western Illinois gave them a scare. Hopefully SDSU uh, does not uh, forget about what happened last year and they just take care of business in this one. I, I fully expect that to happen. And with Omaha losing to Oral Roberts last week, not only did it give SDSU the one seed, but it also set them up on a path where they do not have to play Omaha, Purdue, Fort Wayne, USD to make it to the championship game. They only have to play one of those teams. That is significant, uh, because I don't know if you can go through a gauntlet of a combination of Purdue, Fort Wayne, and Omaha, or you know, USD, Omaha, anything like that. That would be very, very difficult. So that half, that side of the bracket could possess a few upsets. Along the way, because I think outside of South Dakota State, yes, Omaha has, no, has North Dakota. North Dakota, this is the first Summit League tournament. We'll see if the folks from Grand Forks make the trek on down uh, for both the men and the women. Uh, the, the men play Saturday, women play Sunday, and we'll get to their tournament here in just a moment. But I I do think that that Omaha has a, the potential... To be upset. As does SDSU, don't get me wrong, but the likelihood of that is pretty much slim to none. Uh Skylar Flatten's played great. David Jenkins Jr., of course, Mike Dom. So uh fully expect SDSU to win that one. Like I say, that's at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Omaha, North Dakota will be at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday night. We expect North Dakota, or Omaha, excuse me, to win that game. Then on Sunday at 6 o'clock, the 4-5 matchup. This is a very intriguing matchup. North Dakota State against Oral Roberts. Uh, I think that North Dakota State, I, I would much, if I'm the Jackrabbits, I would much rather play Oral Roberts uh, than I would North Dakota State. And if you look at the, at how North Dakota State played uh, Oral Roberts this year, and I'm just pulling up that here now or uh, Oral Roberts lost to North Dakota State up in Fargo 85 to 73. That was back on February 14th. And then uh they beat Oral Roberts in Tulsa on January 26th, so they swept the season series. It is always difficult to beat a team 3 times in one year. But I think that is something that uh I mean Oral Roberts I think is capable. Of pull. If you can beat Omaha, I think you can beat North Dakota State. It, I don't expect SDSU to lose to NDSU. But rivalry games are very scary. They're very tricky, especially in the uh, in the Summit League tournament. So, I would expect uh, SDSU to win that game against North Dakota State, but I think I'd rather see them play Oral Roberts. I'll probably pick, I'll pick North Dakota State to beat Oral Roberts, though. And then... Uh, perhaps the most it is the most intriguing game of the first round the the 3-6 matchup Purdue Fort Wayne being the three seed against South Dakota the sixth seed South Dakota playing really well as of late winners of four or five the only loss being to South Dakota State Purdue Fort Wayne has really fallen apart down the stretch here a bit uh, granted you know they they had to go against you know some decent competition you know they played Omaha on the road uh, lost 74-71, they lost 92-83 to SDSU uh, but then you lose at home to North Dakota, 88-82 and then losing to North Dakota State 69-66 Just, something's not feeling right with Purdue-Fort Wayne but they score points in bunches, John Conchar uh, maybe you saw, he's the first player in NCAA history to what have like 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 200 assists, 100 steals, something like that he's, he's a phenomenal player and and Purdue-Fort Wayne puts a lot... They're no longer the IPFWs, they're just the PFWs. They put up a lot of points, especially against SDSU. So I think it would be of in SDSU's best interest not to have to play them. But we'll see if that's the case. Uh, USD certainly playing well at this time. Just because they're the three seed, I'll give the edge to Purdue-Fort Wayne. But again, I think outside of... I, I think we could see some real chaos. I really do. Um, you know, South Dakota could win. You never know. Maybe North Dakota would pull it off of that. I, I highly doubt that, but you just never know. And then uh, it, it's going to be a crazy tournament, but ultimately whoever SDSU plays, I, will, I have them playing Omaha in the championship round. I'll take SDSU because how are you not going to let Mike Dom not get to the NCAA tournament and but you know, try and win the first ever NCAA tournament game in history for the Jackrabbits at the D1 level. It's just not going to happen. So I will take SDSU to win the men's tournament. On the women's side, uh, this is where uh, you know SDSU once again the number one overall seed. And this, let's face it here, this carries very little intrigue for the most part uh, because. The two South Dakota schools are so dominant over the rest of the Summit League. I mean, it's it's unquestionable um, what they're doing. And this is going to be a year in which it's not going to be, well, if USD loses a close one to SDSU, will they be in at-large? Or, if SDSU, or vice versa, if SDSU loses to USD, will they be in at-large? That's not the case here, folks. Both South Dakota schools are going to make the NCAA tournament. It's just going to be a matter of seeding. Could you? Uh, so, right now, Charlie Cream, ESPN Bracketology, has SDSU as a sixth seed in the Iowa City region. Uh, this is on ESPN.com under the NCAA women's page. And he has them going up against Tennessee in 11 seed. Boy, how does Tennessee falling from the Pat Summit days? But. Uh, so that's who he has them playing, and then the, if they were to win that game, the three fourteen matchup would be Iowa against UT Arlington. Iowa's got a phenomenal score, uh, phenomenal player, she scores a lot of points, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but that's in Iowa City, close drive for Jack's fans. Yes, it would be a home game for Iowa, but I think SDSU could make it out of that. If we throw out the potential for that uh, win and maybe a, a trip to the Sweet 16, not saying this is how the bracket is, is going to lay out, but... Well, Charlie Cream has it. Oregon's the two-seed. Uh, Notre Dame is the one-seed. Familiarity reigns supreme in this region for SDSU should they make a potential Sweet 16 run, but you're going to have to get by Tennessee and, or, and Iowa. Um, if, if that's the case. If that's how the bracket goes. Again, there this is what Charlie Cream is projecting right now, and we know that projections are of little consequence. By the way, uh, Joe Lenardi, 14 seed for the Jackrabbit men, having them play Kansas in Tulsa. That would be on Friday. Uh, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports has them as a 15 seed playing Michigan, a two seed in Des Moines. That would not be fun. Michigan's a very good team. I think they could beat Kansas, but uh, Michigan, that that would be tough. Anyway, back to the women here uh so cream has usd as a seven seed they would be taking on buffalo a 10 seed that's a very intriguing matchup there buffalo is a very good mid-major out of the mac and then the, the winner would be facing off against presumably the two seed which would be stanford that's out there in palo alto california so you're looking on the women's side here of one you know of course like I say both south dakota schools are going to make it so in the championship game obviously bragging rights are online, but it, What's at stake here is not just a a berth in the NCAA tournament, but it's really seedy. Uh, obviously, I think you know you want to be the six seed because you'd have to play an eleven and then a three to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. That's far more uh, doable than what you know the formidable task of beating a two seed should you beat the ten seed. And sdsu has been in that seven seed uh, position before, first year uh, when they beat TCU. And then we were screwed by the officials in that game against Baylor. We will not forget. We will not forget that one, uh, no matter how long it takes us. Jen Worketine and company certainly got screwed there. But um, so that's what's at stake here. Denver beat USD in the, uh, in the regular season in the Summit League. Highly unlikely that they would do it again, but they are the only team that has a legitimate chance to... To win, uh, to to beat USD, or to be one of the school that can take down the Dakotas. They're the only team that can do that. Western Illinois, it's a, it's a rebuilding year for JD Gravina and company. They 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 struggle. They're the five seed. They're going to take on Oral Roberts, the 4th seed. By the way, uh, SDSU playing Saturday at noon. So again, hopefully the crowd can make it there with all the snow. Coming into Sioux Falls, taking on Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne making it, unfortunately, uh, Brittany Lang and Omaha will not make it. That's a shame for everyone involved. Uh, so South Dakota State taking on Fort Wayne. The 1-8 matchup, the 2-7 matchup, South Dakota against North Dakota State. That's at 2:30 on Saturday. Uh, then on Sunday at noon, the 4-5 matchup, Oral Roberts against Western Illinois. I think I'll take Western Illinois just because... I like JD Gravine. I think he does a great job and I think they can ulti- they can perhaps pull th- pull this one off, but Oral Roberts is very good and then the 3-6 matchup at 2:30 will be Denver against North Dakota. So uh, that's your that's a look at the women's side here, but it really it's ultimately going to come down to the South Dakota schools in the championship game. 1 versus 2 very evenly matched, about as evenly matched as you could possibly get, given the fact that they had two meetings this season that both went to overtime, double overtime in Vermilion, a game that the Jackrabbits were up by six late in that first overtime, and ultimately lost at double overtime, and then, of course, in Brookings, just a short while ago, a couple of weeks ago, they beat USD um, in overtime, so that was a, a nice win for them there. So... The rubber match—it's going to be USD SDSU Act Three. I'm going to give SDSU, of course, the edge, but ultimately they're playing for the seeding. And of course, you don't want to leave anything to chance. But every every bracket's got SDSU and USD in it. I know you don't want to take anything to chance, but both these schools are going to make it. That's just the fact. So, uh, all games. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday can be seen on MidCo SportsNet, maybe ESPN3 or ESPN Plus. Uh, I'm sure, we'll be doing some stuff with it as well. Uh, let's see, what is what is ESPN saying? Um, we'll get that here in just a second, but. Um, ESPN Plus is what it appears that they're on. So not ESPN 3, that's a shame. So unless you pay the $4.99 monthly fee for ESPN Plus, you'll just have to try and find it on Midco Sportsnet. So so that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the championship games, 1 p.m. Central Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPNU. That's the women's game. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time, I just flipped it around because I do things like that, on Tuesday night is the men's game on ESPN 2. At the end of the day, I do expect both SDSU schools to win. I'm hopeful that both SDSU schools win, but for the men, it's especially important because they aren't getting an at-large spot. The women, if they lose, they will. So that's a look at the uh, Summit League tournament down in Sioux Falls, again, there at the Denny Sanford Premier Bank Center. Uh, So we will be talking more, though, about this here uh, in just a minute. We'll bring on Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader. Uh, busy week for him of course we got division two or the naia championships it, division two right the northern sun the northern sun at the pentagon either way busy time for him uh so we always appreciate his time um with us so uh, preview that the the tournaments a little bit more so uh but again it should shape up to be another it, it's always a fantastic tournament uh it's always one of the most attended out of any of the tournaments out there especially on the women i think the women's this was the highest attended women's tournament in the country last year. And it, it helps that SDSU's in it. The SDSU brings a lot of fans. But, you know, they play the, the AAC tournament in Hartford. UConn is in stores. UConn women's team doesn't always get all the fans there. So either way, it should be a very, very fun tournament as always. So, always look forward to this time of the year. And it's March Madness, baby. It is March Madness. Uh, so hopefully the Jackrabbits can pull it out. Coming up next though, as mentioned, Matt Zimmer, Argus Leader, previewing the Summit League tournament with me more and we'll make our official picks then. I already said SDSU teams are winning, but we'll finalize it coming up here at the end. That's on this edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, which can be found available on iTunes. Just search the sports block podcast. Also follow me on Twitter at NDStack and Facebook, NathanStack, and have a link to the podcast posted uh Normally, later part of each week, but this week we'll get it up for sure before the Summit League Tournament, obviously, because you're listening to this hopefully before the Summit League Tournament. But coming up next, Matt Zimmer, Argus Leader, more Summit League Tournament talk here. Can the Jacks pull it off on both the men and the women's side? That's all coming up here on the Sports Block Podcast, STSU Jackrabbit Edition. All right, we continue here on the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Pleased to be joined by Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader, who I'm sure has a very busy week ahead of him. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Nate. How are you?
0: Good, good. Summit League Tournament is here, and uh, it wouldn't be a Summit League Tournament without a storm or uh, some weird weather, right?
1: You know, it's funny, the last couple of years, it's actually been kind of nice. Like, we kind of get our first taste of spring at the Summit League tournament and then it's the high school tournament where we get our one last blizzard and now this has just been the winter of hell from start to finish so not going to be fun for the people coming from out of town but you know at this point when you've been dealing with it for like I said, this is this is the worst winter I can remember my entire life. So what's another couple of weeks?
0: Right. Uh, this reminds me of the winter I think of like '97, '98. That was a really bad winter. Uh, very reminiscent of that. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what that does for uh, people trying to come into Sioux Falls on Saturday. And Saturday is a big day with the. Uh, we'll start on the women's side here. I feel like it's going to be a collision course for USD and SDSU Act Three. Is that how you see it? I mean, I, I just don't see there being any way that these two teams don't make it to the championship round.
1: Yeah, I think those two are so much better than everyone else that, you know, I think they could come out flat. I think they could look past their opponents and still get there. They're just that much better than everyone else. I mean, if I'm if I'm Aaron Johnson, I probably don't even play Maya Selland on Saturday. You know, she's been dealing with a foot injury. It's, it's just, it's kind of, I mean, it's cool for the rivalry, for the fact that the two South Dakota teams are as good as they are, and both games this year went to overtime. I mean, they have it's almost impossible to be any more evenly matched than they are. That part of it is really cool. The part that isn't any fun is that the rest of the league has fallen so far behind them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I, I know Denver beat USD this year, so I guess I'd have to say they're probably the third-best team. Uh, Oral Roberts is okay, but I mean, you know, there, there's just, there isn't the parity you would like to see there shouldn't be any drama in these first round games, second round games. I just don't see any way that it isn't the Jackson Yelts again.
0: You mentioned Denver, so I and that was I was going to follow up with that. Is uh, what chance do we give Denver of giving USD a, a game in that second round, provided that those are the that those two meet?
1: Not much. I mean, I, I didn't see the game when they beat them, uh, but I you know the Jacks didn't have any difficulty with Denver home or away. Uh, USD beat them pretty comfortably in the other meeting. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened, Uh, and and it it is kind of a cool story for Denver, just that they were so bad a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. and they hire a D2 coach who's done a pretty nice job getting them competitive in a short period of time. Uh, But competitive is one thing, you know. Being able to beat one of these two juggernauts is another. And you know, the other interesting thing is, let's say just for the sake of argument, that, that that happened, that Denver found a way to to upset usd and then who knows maybe on championship tuesday the jacks entire team comes down with food poisoning or something and and denver wins that then are three summit league teams going to get in yeah usd and sdsu are both essentially in the top 25 every bracket has them not just in the tournament but you know like a six or a seven seed Mm -hmm. so again i think that goes to show just how good jacks and coyotes are that Um, Everyone just kind of assumes they're in. So the the championship game, assuming that's who it ends up being and it's going to be, will be largely for bragging rights, I think.
0: Uh, Again, that was going to be my next question. You're reading my mind right now. Uh, What does the championship game uh, mean this year? I mean, it's... To me, it's going to mean a little bit less, but it it does have seeding impact. Right now, the Jackrabbits are a six-seed uh, Charlie Cream's uh, bracketology on ESPN, and they would be playing in Iowa City against Iowa. I mean, that's a pretty favorable—or, uh, they make it to the second round. I think they play Tennessee would be the 6-11 matchup there. But, I mean, that's pretty favorable compared to what USD would have to do. They are right now slated as the seven-seed and have to play Stanford out there in Palo Alto, California. So— the Because we know both teams are going to make the tournament, does that kind of minimize the the importance a little bit of the championship game? It probably
1: does from a purely um, number standpoint, I guess. I don't know if that's the way to put it, but I don't think, if what you're asking, I don't think it's going to take away from the intensity of the game. I don't think the game is going to feel like an afterthought or an exhibition or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think, even though both teams probably know that they're they're in no matter what, um, it's still never happened before. It's mm. still never given an at-large bid to one of these teams, and whoever loses uh, in the su- Summit League tournament is still going to be a little nervous on Selection Sunday. Yep. Um, so I think you want to be the team that you know takes matters into your own hands. Um, Aaron Johnston, Don Plitzuweit, I guarantee you their message. The day of that game is going to be. Don't leave it up to the committee. You know, go out and take care of business, and let those guys sweat it out on Selection Sunday. Let's go out and quench it and punch our ticket. And both teams are really going to want to do that Uh, because, like, and like you said, I mean, it also whoever wins that game will be in a slightly better position. They'll they'll have won the season series. They'll probably get the higher seed of the two.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Who do you predict will win that game? If you have a prediction that you want to make right now.
1: I guess I'll always lean towards SDSU just because of the crowd. Because obviously it's going to be more blue than red. Mm -hmm. Uh, But given that both games went to overtime, uh, you know nothing would be shocking. And 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 honestly, I'm still not convinced that USD isn't the slightly better team. Uh, Just because I think they're 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 deeper. Uh, SDS on the on the other hand, though, you know you saw it in in the most recent meeting. SDSU I think has a little bit more star power. Particularly with Macy Miller, I mean, in, in that game, she just kind of said, "All right, I got to win this thing for us," and she did. So that's certainly something that they can rely on. Too, <clears throat> that they can rely on too. Uh, one more
0: time here on the men's side. Here, I think potentially we could see a lot of upsets just because I mean, the Summit League this year on the men's side has been it, is down. Um, it I don't foresee SDSU losing to Western Illinois, uh, and it, but. Is it unreasonable to think that North Dakota can't pull off a win against Omaha, especially after what they did to Fort Wayne in Fort Wayne last week?
1: I think, uh, I'm with you. I don't think Western Illinois has what it takes to beat the Jacks, even though they were in that exact same scenario last year and gave them a scare. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of that, yeah, I think uh, almost everything is on the table. I wouldn't expect Omaha to lose in the first round either. Um, But when you look at at the, the, the bracket, and obviously SDSU is the favorite. They would be anyway. Then you put them in what essentially is a home court situation that make, that makes them even more of a favorite. Uh, but PFW is scary. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, got John Concher and Case Farrell and uh, USD is really scary, I feel like, all of a sudden, because they were kind of limping around all season. It looked like it was just going to be kind of a lost year transitioning to a new coach, and they seem to have figured it out at the exact right time. Right. They won four out of five, and the one loss out of those five was to the Jacks at home where they very nearly pulled an upset. Yep. So they're almost coming into this thing on a five-game winning streak. They uh, can't be happy about getting that game. right? And then, you know, North Dakota State, kind of the same deal. They, they faltered a little bit down the stretch, uh, but they seem to figure some things out this year too. So uh, if I was a Jacks fan, I think I'd be probably more nervous this year than I've been the last couple of years because... The bracket as a whole is a little bit stronger. The Jacks aren't quite as dominant as we thought they were going to be. And on top of that, it kind of feels like their luck is due to run out at some point, you know, because not to say that they have done it with luck in the last few years. They've been very good. But you think about how many breaks they've had to get, you know, Joe Rosga missing a free throw, Michael Orris making the biggest shot of his life, Uh, the Omaha's shot not falling at the end. I mean, they came so close to getting beat so many times. In these last three years, you just kind of wonder: Are they due to not get that big break, and someone else sneaks in
0: there? Well, is one of those big breaks? uh, I, I guess not a big break, but this team and their their defense here, as of late, just seems to have really fallen apart. Are you are you sensing that? Are you sensing anything that's different from earlier this season as to why it it at least feels like they just can't? hold opponents under, what, like 70, 80 points?
1: I don't know. Um, they're just not a very good defensive team, for one thing. And mm-hmm. honestly, nobody in the Summit League really is. Uh, it's certainly an offense-happy league. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you could always say, well, you know, Mike Dom's trying to stay in foul trouble, so that makes him vulnerable on the inside. And, and you know, you could say, well, the flatten and David Jenkins are just so valuable on offense that you have to live with the fact that they're not very engaged on defense I I don't know exactly what the answer is I mean obviously Tevin King is a very good defender and I think honestly Alex Arians the freshman is probably their second best defender at least in the starting so that's not terribly encouraging um but you know I guess the only thing I could say is you know I've had some conversations with players with TJ with some of the other coaches and I think you know the sense I get without even me bringing it up they've kind of brought it up on their own uh, going into this tournament is they understand they have to guard better and that means guarding the three-point line just as well as it means guarding the rim those are two things they just haven't done very well but maybe if they can kind of bring that renewed focus uh, and I do think having the crowd on your side like they will yep um, it makes it a little bit easier to guard for 35 seconds at a time puts more pressure on the other team so you know I still think SDSU clearly you know no one would ever anyone would trade their situation they still have by far the most favorable setup of anyone uh but obviously they can't allow teams to make 15 three-pointers against them like they've done too many times this year
0: right yeah that usd uh, that usd game in particular uh skyler flatten has played really well this season um is that were they expecting him to play as at as high a level as he has this year because i i feel like he is the true x factor in this team if he's knocking down three-pointers it might, it may as well be game over uh, for the opposing team because between Mike Dom and David Jenkins and then Skylar Flatten, uh, that's a pretty difficult trio to stop.
1: No, there's no way they thought he was going to be this good. I mean, first of all, they didn't even know he was going to be back for sure. Remember right. when he granted that sixth year? Yep. At the time, it kind of was like, oh, that's nice. You know, it didn't seem like it was a program-changing thing. It was just like, oh, it'll be good to have him. That'll give us some more depth well he turns into you know one of the elite shooters in the country last year was supposed to be his senior year and he averaged like what six points per game and that was considered kind of a breakthrough year it's like hey Skyler flatten has been a pretty nice player he's averaging six points a game and making some threes and now this year um I don't know if his if he just improved his shot that much in a sixth season or if they just weren't using him enough in the past but his stroke from three Portland has been unbelievable um you know he was over 50 percent for a while he's tailed off a little bit because he had a couple games where he was sort of cold but you mentioned it you got Mike Dom and David Jenkins are two elite shooters and then all of a sudden Skyler Flatten is an elite shooter that's just it's really tough to keep track of three guys like that
0: yeah it really is um, so, you know, the Sunday games, I think have a little more intrigue you know North Dakota state, USD, hopefully we get a, a decent crowd on Sunday as opposed to maybe in some previous years here. Um, uh, do you, th- I mean, it's very nice that SCSU doesn't have to go against USD, Omaha and Purdue Fort Wayne. They're only going to have to play one of them. As you mentioned, though, North Dakota state is playing well, oral Roberts. Are they going to give the Bison a pretty uh, stiff test?
1: I think so. Um, they're another one of those teams that I wouldn't say that they're you know top of the. I don't think Oral Roberts is really a threat to win this tournament. Uh, I don't think North Dakota State is really a threat to win this tournament. Uh, but both of those teams are, are certainly you know have moved up to where they're not the the, the buy. I guess you yeah, know where you can Not, not bottom feeders. So, yeah, exactly. So that's an intriguing game: the Bison against Oral Roberts. Uh, I, I think North Dakota State's a little bit better, although they're not playing real well right now. So that's kind of, both them and PFW kind of limped into the tournament, which isn't ideal. I think in PFW's case, part of it was just playing some really good teams at, at, at inopportune times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think it's, I think the only team with a real shot to win the tournament besides the Jacks is probably Omaha. Uh, I know PFW is definitely good enough to beat the Jacks, but I don't know if they're good enough to beat the Jacks and Omaha back-to-back. Uh, So I really do think those top two seeds are by far the top two teams. And definitely it was a big, big deal, I think, for SDSU to get that number one seed. Um, It looked to me like they were going to get the two, you know, because Omaha had the tiebreaker. And then you look at it and go, geez, they're going to have to probably beat uh, PFW and Omaha to get through this thing. Now they don't have to do that, and I think that's a good thing for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree there because, yeah, especially – with how many points uh, the PFW's put up against the Jacks, you know, in Fort Wayne and then also there in Brookings, yeah, I I think it's good that they're only going to have to take, uh, you know, either them or like I say, USD or Omaha, or only one of them uh, in the championship round. So at, in the championship game, you mentioned that the Jacks have had some close calls here in recent years. At the end of the day, do you still expect the Jacks to to win uh, their what? would this be their fourth consecutive Summit League title or fifth?
1: It'd be their fourth in a row, and I think they're sixth out of the last eight. North Dakota State's won a couple in there. Yep. We're just, we're just looking today at the office we're kind of going through. It's been like nine years since someone other than South Dakota State or North Dakota State won it. And I think it was Oakland, I think, was the last one. who's not even in the league anymore.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But anyway, yeah, I mean – I wouldn't pick Omaha. I wouldn't pick PFW or USD. The Jacks are just too clearly the favorite. They have the home court. Mike Dom's senior year. I mean, not to get Mike Dom's going to get all the calls in this tournament. I think that's something <laughs> that everyone kind of understands. Yep. Uh, so all those things sort of work in their favor. Uh, it's just like I said. I think if, if you're an SDSU fan, there's a little bit of a, a sense of geez, you know, is this the year that the other shoe drops and we don't get that break or or what would the irony be of Mike Dom only missing the tournament in his senior year after he came back, all that? I don't think it's going to happen, um, but the Jacks can't leave it to chance, or
0: it will. Right. Uh, one one final thought here, and then I'll let you go. Mike Dom. You the know, senior day last uh, Saturday against Western Illinois. Uh, you've covered this team now for a few years. Uh, in terms of the admiration or the accolades that we could put on these these players and just the appreciation from the fans what did you I I have to think that Mike Doms was was much different than others Uh, can you just kind of explain what it felt like there as he was being introduced that final time
1: yeah I don't think uh there's ever been anyone to play at South Dakota State who people felt about him the way they do about Mike Dom, uh and that honestly probably includes me um Mike's just a really special dude and I know people hear sports writers say that and they kind of roll their eyes because we tend to say things, nice things about these guys all the time um, but Mike is really different in that you know not only is he probably the best player they've ever had uh, he's extremely charismatic as everyone I think has picked up on he's very funny he's very friendly um, a lot of guys in that situation can be arrogant uh, they can be distant They're, they can be aloof or, or kind of close themselves off To certain people. Uh, Mike's the kind of guy who never shuns anyone or never big leagues anyone. He makes the time for anyone and everyone, and he's really comfortable doing it. Uh, He has a lot of fun playing basketball and being a student athlete. And, and, you know, all those things are the reason he came back this year when he easily could have gone anywhere. Right. Um, You know, I'm sure probably every Big Ten and Big 12 school was really after him. And if he'd have contacted some schools in the You know, he probably could have gone to Duke or North Carolina (laughs) if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, So I I just think, you know, Nate Walters was a great player who you know had an NBA career, and I don't know if Mike's gonna. But Nate was not the same kind of personality that Mike is, and that's why I think when it's all said and done, uh, Mike Baum is going to be remembered in a way. Uh, that no one who has ever played anything at South Dakota
0: State will be. Well, I remember when Nate Walters left, we were like, oh, when, you know, is, we, are we ever going to see the next Nate Walters? And then Mike Dom comes in, and now we're going to say, well, who, who's the next Mike Dom? But that's another question for another day. It's going to be a fantastic tournament, and we'll uh, hopefully see the Jackrabbits pull it off on both the men and the women's side. Matt, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, I know it's going to be a busy uh, week here for you, but uh, have fun at the tournament. I'll see you down there in Sioux Falls, and uh, thanks again for the time.
1: Sounds good, Nate.
0: See ya. Thank you. Matt Zimmer, Argus leader. Uh, appreciate his time and perspective as always. Great stuff there. You know, I wasn't really thinking about all of the, the close calls that SDSU had until uh, the, the the SDSU men had until Matt brought it up. And and he's right. Uh, you know, Omaha had a shot to win, a three-pointer that just missed. Uh... You know, we have the Joe Roggs, uh, that, that game. I don't recall ever being that nervous for game. I believe that was the year I wasn't, uh, working with this, with the SDSU sports information department. I think I was watching with, with Travis, um, from, you know, our regular from the sports block podcast. So I don't, wow. And then, yeah, with Michael Orr's shot, eventually luck might run out, but I, I just, I can't see it happening this year. Uh, SDSU is too strong, um. I think they're better than Omaha. Uh, they Obviously, they had a 16-point lead at Omaha. So assuming, and you know what happens when you assume. So maybe we'll go presuming that SDSU makes it to the championship game, and Omaha does as well. I just don't see SDSU falling to these guys. Uh, but, but I think I'd much rather see SDSU play Oral Roberts than North Dakota State. So hopefully Oral Roberts can pull out the win there. But we'll see. Um, Either way, I I do think SDSU can, and they will beat North Coast State. But as Matt said, they're playing. They were playing well, kind of faltered down the stretch there. USD playing well. Fort Wayne, not so much. Uh, Omaha playing well. But a big loss against uh, Oral Roberts. Thank you, Oral Roberts. See, that's why we want to play Oral Roberts. We want to give them a solid thank you note, and then we want to whoop them. So uh, with that, uh, and then on the women's side, Obviously SDSU USD in the, in the championship round. Uh, I'll go I'll go SDSU because why not? Because they, if they make it to the championship game, they don't lose. That's bound to change at some point. But both teams are making it. It's just a matter then of seeding and of course breaking rights. And right now, if you're looking at Charlie Cream's ESPN bracketology, uh, I mentioned this earlier, six seed for SDSU playing in Iowa City. Tennessee is the 11 seed. Iowa's the three seed. If you go beyond that. Oregon a two Notre Dame a one South Coast State has familiarity with those schools, so obviously that that's something we have to look down the line. But I would much rather be a six than a seven. So hopefully uh, the women can pull off the victory against USD there. With that being said, I want to thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast SDSU Jackrabbit Edition, the Summit League Tournament Preview. Uh, We will be back at some point uh, within the next couple of weeks. maybe before the ncaa tournament begins maybe after uh, for sure after uh can kind of recap it all um but thank you as always to matt zimmer for his time appreciate his time and efforts as always you can catch all of the argus leader coverage uh from the tournament just to at a, you know, In the Argus Leader Papers, pick it up. Every day, they got something, and it's uh, it's going to be good. Big tournament. Of course, you can catch all of the games live on Midco Sportsnet, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Women Women's games are at noon and 2.30. Men's games are at 6 and 8.30. And then uh, Tuesday, championship game for the women, 1 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. Men's championship game on 8 p.m. Uh, at 8 p.m on espn too so thank you for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast SDSU jackrabbit edition and as always we uh, again jackrabbit men and women gonna be putting their dancing shoes on that's my official prediction so with that being said i want to leave you with the go big go blue go jacks enjoy the summit league tournament if you go and if not watch it on tv enjoy the tournament We'll be back at some point here to talk about all the tournament action and hopefully NCAA tournament action as well for both SDSU men's and women's basketball teams on the next Block podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Have a great week, everyone. All right, we continue here on the Sports Block podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Pleased to be joined by Matt Zimmer from the Argus Leader, who I'm sure has a very busy week ahead of him. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, Nate. How are
0: you? Good, good. Summit League Tournament is here, and uh, it wouldn't be a Summit League Tournament without a storm or uh, some weird weather, right?
1: You know, it's funny. The last couple of years, it's actually been kind of nice. Like, we kind of get our first taste of spring at the Summit League Tournament, and then it's the high school tournament where we get our one last blizzard. And now, this has just been the winter of hell from start to finish, so not going to be fun for the people coming from out of town, but... You know at this point when you've been dealing with it for like I said this is this is the worst winter I can remember my entire life so what's another couple of weeks
0: right uh, this reminds me of the winter I think of like 97 98 that was a really bad winter uh, very reminiscent of that. Uh, so yeah we'll see what that does for uh, people trying to come into Sioux Falls on Saturday and Saturday is a big day with the uh, we'll start on the women's side here. I feel like it's gonna be a collision course for USD and SDSU Act 3. Um, is that how you see it? I mean, I I just don't see there being any way that these two teams don't make it to the championship round.
1: Yeah, I think those two are so much better than everyone else that, you know, I think they could come out flat. I think they could look past their opponents and still get there. They're just that much better than everyone else. I mean, if I'm, if I'm Aaron Johnson, I probably don't even play Maya Selland on Saturday. You know, she's been dealing with a foot injury. It's It's just – it's kind of – I mean, it's cool – for the rivalry for the fact that the two South Dakota teams are as good as they are. And both games this year went to overtime. I mean, they've, it's almost impossible to be any more evenly matched than they are. That part of it is really cool. The part that isn't any fun is that the rest of the league has fallen so far behind them. Um, I, I know Denver beat USD this year. So I guess I'd have to say they're probably the third best team. Uh, Oral Roberts is okay. But I mean, you know, there, there's just there isn't the parody you would like to see there shouldn't be any drama in these first round games second round games I just don't see any way that it isn't the Jackson Yelts again
0: you mentioned Denver so I and that was I was going to follow up with that is uh, what chance do we give Denver of giving USD a, a game in that second round provided that those are the that those two meet
1: not much I mean I, I didn't see the game when they beat them uh but, I, you know, the Jacks didn't have any difficulty with Denver home or away. Uh, USD beat them pretty comfortably in the other meeting. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Uh, and, and, it, and it is kind of a cool story for Denver, just that they were so bad a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and they hire a D2 coach who's done a pretty nice job getting them competitive in a short period of time. Uh, but competitive is one thing. You know, being able to beat one of these two juggernauts is another. And, you know, the other interesting thing is, Let's say, just for the sake of argument, that that, that happened, that Denver found a way to, to upset USD, and then, who knows, maybe on Championship Tuesday, the Jacks' entire team comes down with food poisoning or something, and, <laughs> and Denver wins that. Then are three Summit League teams going to get in? Yeah. Because USD and SDSU are both essentially in the top 25. Every bracket has them not just in the tournament, but, you know, like a 6 or a 7 seed. <laughs> So, again, I think that goes to show just how good Jackson Coyotes are, that um, they're kind of, everyone just kind of assumes they're in. So the, the championship game, assuming that's who it ends up being, and it's going to be, uh, will be largely for bragging rights, I think.
0: Uh, again, that was going to be my next question. You're reading my mind right now. Uh, <laughs> what does the championship game uh, mean this year? I mean, it, it's... To me, it's going to mean a little bit less, but it it does have seeding impact right now. The Jackrabbits are a six seed. Uh, Charlie Cream's uh, bracketology on ESPN, and they would be playing in Iowa City against Iowa. I mean, that's a pretty favorable or. Uh, it, they make it to the second round. I think they play Tennessee would be the 6-11 matchup there. But, I mean, that's pretty favorable compared to what USD would have to do. They are right now slated as the seven seed and have to play Stanford out there in Palo Alto, California. So, the because we know both teams are going to make the tournament, does that kind of minimize the, the importance a little bit of the championship game? It probably does
1: from a purely... Um... Number standpoint i guess i don't know if that's the way to put it but i don't think if what you're asking i don't think it's going to take away from the intensity of the game i don't think the game is going to feel like an afterthought or an exhibition or anything like that mm-hmm. because i think even though both teams probably know that they're they're in no matter what um it still never happened before It's mm-hmm. still never given an at-large bid to one of these teams and whoever loses uh, in the su- Summit League tournament, is still going to be a little nervous on Selection Sunday. Yep. Um, so I think you want to be the team that you know takes matters into your own hands. Um, Aaron Johnston, Don Plitzuweit, I guarantee you, their message um, the day of that game is going to be, "Don't leave it up to the committee. You know, go out and take care of business, and let those guys sweat it out on Selection Sunday. Let's go out and quench it and punch our ticket." And both teams are really going to want to do that uh, because. Like, and like you said, I mean, it also, whoever wins that game will be in a slightly better position. They'll, they'll have won the season series. They'll probably get the higher seed of the two.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, who do you predict will win that game if you have a prediction that you want to make right now?
1: I guess I'll always lean towards SDSU just because of the crowd. Because obviously it's going to be more blue than red.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but given that both games went to overtime, uh, you know, nothing will... Would be shocking, and and, I, and honestly, I, I'm still not convinced that USD isn't a slightly better team, uh, just because I think they're 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 deeper. Uh, SDS, on the on the other hand, though, you know, you saw it in in the most recent meeting. SDSU, I think, has a little bit more star power, particularly with Macy Miller. I mean, in in that game, she just kind of said, "All right, I got to win this thing for us," and she did. So that's certainly something that they can rely on to <clears throat> that they can rely on too. Uh, one more time here.
0: On the men's side here, I think potentially we could see a lot of upsets just because I mean the Summit League this year on the men's side has been it is down. Um it I don't foresee SDSU losing to Western Illinois, uh and it but is it unreasonable to think that North Dakota can't pull off a win against Omaha, especially after what they did to Fort Wayne in Fort Wayne last week?
1: I think uh I'm with you. I don't think Western Illinois has what it takes to beat the Jacks, even though they were in that exact same scenario last year and gave them a scare. Mm -hmm. Uh, But outside of that, yeah, I think uh, almost everything is on the table. I wouldn't expect Omaha to lose in the first round either. Um, But when you look at at the the, the bracket, and obviously SDSU is the favorite, they would be anyway. Then you put them in what essentially is a home court situation that that makes them even more of a favorite. Uh, But PFW is scary. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, got John Concher and Case Farrell and uh, USD is really scary, I feel like, all of a sudden because they were kind of limping around all season. It looked like it was just going to be kind of a lost year transitioning to a new coach. And they seem to have figured it out at the exact right time. Right. They won four out of five, and the one loss out of those five was to the Jacks at home, where they very nearly pulled an upset. Yep. So they're almost coming into this thing on a five game winning streak. Uh, they can't be happy about getting that game. Right. And then, you know, North Dakota State, kind of the same deal. They they faltered a little bit down the stretch, uh, but they seem to figure some things out this year too. So uh, if I was a Jacks fan, I think I'd be probably more nervous this year than I've been the last couple of years because the bracket as a whole is a little bit stronger. The Jacks aren't quite as dominant as we thought they were going to be. And on top of that, it kind of feels like their luck is due to run out at some point, you know, because yep. – Not to say that they have done it with luck in the last few years. They've been very good. But you think about how many breaks they've had to get. You know, Joe Rosga missing a free throw. Michael Orris making the biggest shot of his life. Uh, The Omaha's shot not falling at the end. I mean, they came so close to getting beat so many times in these last three years. You just kind of wonder, are they due to not get that big break and someone else sneaks in there?
0: Well, is one of those big breaks, uh, I think. I guess not a big break but this team and their their defense here as of late just seems to have really fallen apart are you are you sensing that are you sensing anything that's different from earlier this season as to why it it at least feels like they just can't hold opponents under what like 70 80 points
1: I don't know um they're just not a very good defensive team for one thing and right. honestly nobody in the summit league really is. Uh, it's certainly an offense happy league, mm-hmm. and um, you know you could always say, well, you know, Mike Dom's trying to stay out foul trouble, so that makes him vulnerable on the inside, and and you know, you could say, well, Skyler Flatten and David Jenkins are just so valuable on offense that you have to live with the fact that they're not very engaged on defense. I, I don't know exactly what the answer is. I mean, obviously, Tevin King is a very good defender. And I think, honestly, Alex Arians, the freshman, is probably their second best defender, at least in the starting. So that's not terribly encouraging. Um, But, you know, I guess the only thing I could say is, you know, I've had some conversations with players, with TJ, with some of the other coaches, and I think the sense I get without even me bringing it up, they've kind of brought it up on their own uh, going into this tournament is they understand they have to guard better. And that means guarding the three-point line just as well as it means guarding the rim. Those are two things they just haven't done very well. But maybe if they can kind of bring that renewed focus, uh, and I do think having the crowd on your side like they will um, makes it a little bit easier to guard for 35 seconds at a time, puts more pressure on the other team. So, you know, I still think SDSU clearly, you know, no one would – anyone would trade their situation. They still have by far the most favorable setup of anyone. Uh, But obviously – they can't allow teams to make 15 three-pointers against them like they've done too many times this year
0: right yeah that usd uh, that usd game in particular uh skyler flatten has played really well this season um is that were they expecting him to play as as, at as high a level as he has this year because i i feel like he is the true x factor in this team if he's knocking down three-pointers it might. It may as well be game over uh, for the opposing team because between Mike Dom and David Jenkins and then Skylar Flatten, uh, that's a pretty difficult trio to stop.
1: No, there's no way they thought he was going to be this good. I mean, first of all, they didn't even know he was going to be back for sure. Remember right. when he granted that sixth year? Yep. At the time, it kind of was like, oh, that's nice. You know, it didn't seem like it was a program-changing thing. It was just like, oh, it'll be good to have him. That'll give us some more depth well he turns into you know one of the elite shooters in the country last year was supposed to be his senior year and he averaged like what six points per game and that was considered kind of a breakthrough year it's like hey Skyler flatten has been a pretty nice player he's averaging six points a game and making some threes and now this year um I don't know if his if he just improved his shot that much in a sixth season or if they just weren't using him enough in the past but his stroke from three Portland has been unbelievable um you know he was over 50 percent for a while he's tailed off a little bit because he had a couple games where he was sort of cold but you mentioned it you got Mike Dom and David Jenkins are two elite shooters and then all of a sudden Skyler Flatten is an elite shooter that's just it's really tough to keep track of three guys like that
0: yeah it really is Um, So, you know, the Sunday games I think have a little more intrigue. You know, North Dakota State, USD, hopefully we get a a decent crowd on Sunday as opposed to maybe in some previous years here. Uh, uh, Do you, I mean, it's very nice that SCSU doesn't have to go against USD, Omaha, and Purdue Fort Wayne. They're only going to have to play one of them. As you mentioned, though, North Dakota State is playing well. Oral Roberts, are they going to give the Bison a pretty uh, stiff test?
1: I think so. Um, they're another one of those teams that I wouldn't say that they're you know top of the. I don't think Oral Roberts is really a threat to win this tournament. Uh, I don't think North Dakota State is really a threat to win this tournament. Uh, but both of those teams are, are certainly you know have moved up to where they're not the the, the buy. I guess you yeah, know where you can Not, not bottom feeders. So, yeah, exactly. So that's an intriguing game: the buy against Oral Roberts. Uh, I I think North Dakota State's a little bit better Although they're not playing real well right now So that's kind of, both them and PFW Kind of limped into the tournament, which isn't ideal I think in PFW's case Part of it was just playing some really good teams At at, at inopportune times Or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, I still think it's, I think the only team With a real shot to win the tournament Besides the Jacks is probably Omaha Uh, I know PFW Is definitely good enough to beat the Jacks But I don't know if they're good enough to beat the Jacks And Omaha back to back Uh, So I really do think those top two seeds are by far the top two teams. And definitely it was a big, big deal, I think, for SDSU to get that number one seed. Um, It looked to me like they were going to get the two, you know, because Omaha had the tiebreaker. And then you look at it and go, geez, they're going to have to probably beat uh, PFW and Omaha to get through this thing. Now they don't have to do that, and I think that's a good thing for them.
0: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree there because, yeah, especially – with how many points uh, the PFWs put up against the Jacks, you know, in Fort Wayne and then also there in Brookings, yeah, I I think it's good that they're only going to have to take, uh, you know, either them or like I say, USD or Omaha, or only one of them uh, in the championship round. So at, in the championship game, you had mentioned that the Jacks have had some close calls here in recent years. At the end of the day, do you still expect the Jacks to to win uh, their what? would this be their fourth consecutive Summit League title or fifth?
1: It'd be their fourth in a row, and I think they're sixth out of the last eight. North Dakota State's won a couple in there. Yep. We're just, we're just looking today at the office we're kind of going through. It's been like nine years since someone other than South Dakota State or North Dakota State won it. And I think it was Oakland, I think, was the last one. who's not even in the league anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. But
1: anyway, yeah, I mean – I wouldn't pick Omaha. I wouldn't pick PFW or USD. The Jacks are just too clearly the favorite. They have the home court. Mike Dom's senior year. I mean, not to get Mike Dom's going to get all the calls in this tournament. I think that's something (laughs) that everyone kind of understands. Yep. Uh, All those things sort of work in their favor. Uh, It's just like I said. I think if if you're an SDSU fan, there's a little bit of a a sense of geez, you know, is this the year that the other shoe drops and we don't get that break or or what would the irony be of Mike Dom only missing the tournament in his senior year after he came back? All that I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but the Jacks can't leave it to chance, or it will.
0: Right. Uh, one one final thought here, and then I'll let you go, Mike Dom. You know, senior day last uh, Saturday against Western Illinois. Uh, you've covered this team now for a few years. Uh, in terms of the admiration or the accolades that we could put on these these players and just the appreciation from the fans what did you I I have to think that Mike Doms was was much different than others Uh, can you just kind of explain what it felt like there as he was being introduced that final time
1: yeah I don't think uh there's ever been anyone to play at South Dakota State who people felt about him the way they do about Mike Dom, uh and that honestly probably includes me um Mike's just a really special dude and I know people hear sports writers say that and they kind of roll their eyes because we tend to say things, nice things about these guys all the time um, but Mike is really different in that you know, not only is he probably the best player they've ever had uh, he's extremely charismatic as everyone I think has picked up on he's very funny he's very friendly um, a lot of guys in that situation can be arrogant uh, they can be distant They're, they can be aloof or, or kind of close themselves off certain people Uh, Mike's the kind of guy who never shuns anyone or never big leagues anyone he makes the time for anyone and everyone and he's really comfortable doing it Uh, he has a lot of fun playing basketball and being a student athlete and and, you know all those things are the reason he came back this year when he easily could have gone anywhere right Um, you know I'm sure probably every big 10 and big 12 school was really after him and if he had contacted some schools in the You know, he probably could have gone to Duke or North Carolina (laughs) if he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, So I, I just think, you know, Nate Walters was a great player who, you know, had an NBA career, and I don't know if Mike's gonna. But Nate was not the same kind of personality that Mike is, and that's why I think when it's all said and done, uh, Mike Baum is going to be remembered in a way that uh, no one who has ever played anything at South Dakota State
0: will be. I, I remember when Nate Walters left, we were like, oh, when, you know, is, we, are we ever going to see the next Nate Walters? And then Mike Dom comes in, and now we're going to say, well, who, who's the next Mike Dom? But that's another question for another day. It's going to be a fantastic tournament, and we'll uh, hopefully see the Jackrabbits pull it off on both the men and the women's side. Matt, I appreciate the time as always. Uh, I know it's going to be a busy uh, week here for you, but uh, have fun at the tournament. I'll see you down there in Sioux Falls, and uh, thanks again for the time.
1: Sounds good, Nate.
0: See ya. Thank you. Matt Zimmer, Argus leader. Uh, appreciate his time and perspective as always. Great stuff there. You know, I wasn't really thinking about all of the, the close calls that SDSU had until uh, the, the the SDSU men had until Matt brought it up. And and he's right. Uh, you know, Omaha had a shot to win, a three-pointer that just missed. Uh... You know, we have the Joe Roggs, uh, <laughs> that, that game. I don't recall ever being that nervous for game. I believe that was the year I wasn't, uh, working with this, with the SDSU sports information department. I think I was watching with, with Travis, um, from, you know, our regular from the sports block podcast. So I don't, wow. And then, yeah, with Michael Orr's shot, eventually luck might run out, but I, I just, I can't see it happening this year. Uh, SDSU is too strong, um. I think they're better than Omaha. They Obviously, they had a 16-point lead at Omaha. So assuming, and you know what happens when you assume. So maybe we'll go presuming that SDSU makes it to the championship game, and Omaha does as well. I just don't see SDSU falling to these guys. Uh, but, but I think I'd much rather see SDSU play Oral Roberts than North Dakota State. So hopefully Oral Roberts can pull out the win there. But we'll see. Um, Either way, I I do think SDSU can and they will beat North Coast State. But as Matt said, they're playing. They were playing well. Kind of faltered down the stretch there. USD playing well. Fort Wayne, not so much. Uh, Omaha playing well. But a big loss against uh, Oral Roberts. Thank you, Oral Roberts. See, that's why we want to play Oral Roberts. We want to give them a solid thank you note. And then we want to whoop them. So uh, with that, uh, and then on the women's side, Obviously SDSU USD in the, in the championship round. Uh, I'll go I'll go SDSU because why not? Because they, if they make it to the championship game, they don't lose. That's bound to change at some point. But both teams are making it. It's just a matter then of seeding and of course breaking rights. And right now, if you're looking at Charlie Cream's ESPN bracketology, uh, I mentioned this earlier, six seed for SDSU playing in Iowa City. Tennessee is the 11 seed. Iowa's the three seed. If you go beyond that. Oregon a two Notre Dame a one South Coast State has familiarity with those schools so obviously that that's something that we have to look at down the line but I would much rather be a six than a seven so hopefully uh, the women can pull off the victory against USD there with that being said I want to thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block podcast SDSU Jackrabbit edition the Summit League tournament preview uh, we will be back at some point uh, within the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe before the ncaa tournament begins maybe after uh, for sure after uh can kind of recap it all um but thank you as always to matt zimmer for his time appreciate his time and efforts as always you can catch all of the argus leader coverage uh from the tournament just uh at a, you know, In the Argus Leader Papers, pick it up. Every day, they got something, and it's uh, it's going to be good. Big tournament. Of course, you can catch all of the games live on Midco Sportsnet, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Women Women's games are at noon and 2.30. Men's games are at 6 and 8.30. And then uh, Tuesday, championship game for the women, 1 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. Men's championship game on 8 p.m. Uh, at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. So thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit edition. And as always, we uh, again, Jackrabbit men and women going to be putting their dancing shoes on. That's my official prediction. So with that being said, I want to leave you with the go big, go blue, go Jacks. Enjoy the Summit League tournament. If you go, and if not, watch it on TV. Enjoy the tournament. We'll be back at some point here to talk about all the tournament action and hopefully NCAA tournament action as well for both SDSU men's and women's basketball teams on the next Sports Block Podcast, SDSU Jackrabbit Edition. Have a great week, everyone.